Welcome, I'm Pastor Dan Wall. We're talking about and studying the subject of thankfulness. And I know we're coming up to Thanksgiving really for the Christian, for the believer. It's not just one day a year or even a season a year. Really, for a Christian, we have so much to be thankful about. I'm so grateful for the blood of Jesus. I'm so grateful for his love. I'm so grateful for his sacrifice that he loved me enough and you enough. He thought enough of you and me that he came and gave his very life for you and for me so that we don't have to go through all the things that the devil had planned so we can be the new creations in Christ you know we've come together as a people and I believe you're at the right place today I believe God wants his people together together to a message like we've been studying a message today can change our life can change the way we see things can change our future Thank God, you know, we don't just come. We're not just a little social club and, you know, and we love one another and we get to know one another and we hang out and all that. And that's great, but that's not our primary purpose. Our primary purpose is to come and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and to open our hearts and receive from Him and to be taught and to be instructed and to receive the things where we can live and be everything God created us to be. Thank God, you know, the things that you and I learn changes our life and it changes our children's lives and it'll change our grandchildren's lives it changes not only uh, your life and in this generation but the generations to come how blessed we are to come together Ephesians 5 is our text we've been looking at Ephesians 5 beginning in verse 17 says therefore do not be unwise but understand what the will of the Lord is and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always. Let's just read that part again. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, be filled with the Spirit of God. Don't just be like the world. Don't just live like the world and get your highs from, from drinking or from drugs or from other things. No, be filled. Get your joy. Get your euphoria. Get your happiness. Get your strength from the Lord. Yes. Amen. Is that right? Yes, it is. <clears throat> and it says how to do some of it. Speaking. We know we've got a heart and we've got a speaker and sometimes we need to get our heart hooked up to our speaker and speak out the word of God. Speak out what he says about us. It's so easy to talk about how things look or what's going on or how discouraging some things are. And I think you're guilty of it because I've been guilty of it. But praise the Lord when we get talking about it. And, and that's one thing about coming together. That's something. And thank God for, for things that people can watch online. And I'm glad you're watching online today. But as we come together, sometimes someone will encourage, you know, someone will say something and then you say something back, you know, and you encourage one another. The Bible talks about iron sharpening iron and we need one another. We are the body of Christ. Is that right? (coughs) Excuse me. Let's look at Ephesians 5 again, this time in the voice. It says, so understand and be confident in God's will and don't live thoughtlessly. You know, a lot of people kind of go through life without giving it much thought. Not much thought about the plan of God and maybe not much thoughtfulness about anyone but themselves. Verse 18, don't drink wine excessively. The drunken path is a reckless path. It leads nowhere. 
Instead, let God fill you with the Holy Spirit. When you are filled with the Spirit, you are empowered to speak to each other in the soulful words of pious songs, hymns, and spiritual songs, to sing and make music in your hearts attuned to God. Verse 20, and give thanks to God the Father every day. And give thanks to God the Father every day. And give thanks to God the Father every day. Josiah in Australia, you know, Thanksgiving is an American holiday, but they celebrate over there, Josiah and his family, and, and uh, you know, their church has grown now, and they can't really do it now, but, but uh, a few years, they've cooked turkey for everybody. They've done an American Thanksgiving for everybody in their church. And I was thinking about it today. Now we have pie. Uh, a few years ago, Cindy and I did that. We cooked turkeys. I don't even remember how many turkeys we cooked. And we cooked for two weeks. And it's like, man, that's a lot of work. Let's just go to pie instead. <laughs> Hallelujah. It says, give thanks to God the Father every day. Every day through the name of the Lord Jesus, the anointed for all he has done. Now, when we talk about being thankful, I want you to understand, really, we're studying how to have a happy life. We are studying how to have a happy life. God wants His children to be happy, to live out the God-given dreams that He's given us. How to have the people around you even enjoy being around you. You can be a better mate. You'll be a better worker, you'll be a better church member, you'll be a better everything if we learn to be thankful. Zig Ziglar said, of all the attitudes we can acquire, surely the attitude of gratitude... <coughs> Excuse me, I don't know why all of a sudden I need to cough. Hallelujah. <laughs> of all the attitudes we can acquire, surely the attitude of gratitude is the most important and by far the most life-changing you say, well, I don't believe that. Well, just try it. I, I tell you, I don't just dare you. I double-dog dare you to begin to be thankful about life. To begin to be thankful even for the little things. Thanksgiving should be natural to the Christian. Think about it. And really, uh, several years ago, a man wrote a book. It said, The Happiest People on Earth. You wouldn't know that by looking at a lot of Christians' faces. Why? Because really we think about the wrong thing. We are blessed. We've been given the first fruits of our inheritance right now. That means we don't have to wait till everything is in heaven. You know, I grew up sort of that way. Well, one day in heaven, you're going to have a short, miserable, hell-on-earth life. But one day in heaven, it will be worth it. Well, even if it was that way, it would be worth it. But it's not that way. We've been given the first fruits of our inheritance. God loves us. He wants to help us. He wants to take care of us. He wants to have an amazing life right now. That doesn't mean there won't be obstacles. That doesn't mean there won't be storms. But we overcome those things. How? By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. My testimony is Jesus Christ is Lord and I'm an overcomer in Him. Thank God. God did everything for me in Christ that He wanted done in my life and I just receive it as a free gift. Hallelujah. So we can have victory now. That doesn't mean that there won't be battles. There won't be wars to, to wage. But we can overcome. We can win. Can't we? And then there's heaven too. Praise the Lord. You want to be more of a blessing? Three people. Do you want to be more of a blessing? A greater blessing? Attitude is everything, isn't it? 
It's how we're to live. We're, the Christian, it should be easy to get a Christian to laugh. You know, if you poke someone like a sponge, whatever is in us, if you are squeezed just a little bit, well, something's going to come out, right? And, and, you know, Nehemiah 8.10 said, The joy of the Lord is our strength. And the one translation, it says, You must not be dejected and sad. And a lot of us, we've been sad because we've been unthankful. I raise my hand. I'm learning. I'm a learner. God doesn't see me as a failure. He sees me as a learner. It should be easy for a Christian to sing and praise. And I know there's days, there's times, there's even seasons when you just go, I'm doing it by faith. Praise the Lord. I don't feel like it. But to be thankful. If we'll learn and work on, and it is a choice, if we'll work on being thankful, you and I will be a lot happier. Amen. Some things we cannot control, but we can control our attitude. And your mate would appreciate it if you did. Here's what happens when we're unthankful. Our heart really begins to harden as we become unthankful. And it's a subtle thing. We don't really, you know, it's not just a choice. You get up one day and go, I'm going to harden my heart today. No, you just, you just begin to be a little unthankful and, you know, a little complaining, a little whining, a little, and, and then that grows. I mean, we have a pretty good example of it. The children of Israel, they were professionals at it. Right? You get that, that little edge, and you just, it's a little harder to hear from God. And, you know, First Thessalonians 5 and verse 16 says, Always be joyful. Always be joyful. All right, we're going to do something. You look at the person beside you and see if they look joyful. Now look at the other way. Maybe they'll be a little more joyful. It said always be joyful. If you can't be joyful on Pi Sunday, there's something wrong with you. Always be joyful. Keep on praying. No matter what happens, always be thankful. No matter what happens, no matter what happens. That's why we walk by faith and not by our feelings or by sight. Always be thankful. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. People say, well, I don't know what the will of the Lord is. Well, here's the big one right here. Be thankful. Be thankful. Say it. Say, be thankful. thankful. It's not easy. When things aren't going good, when work's not going good, or maybe your kids aren't doing well, or the finances are down, or the marriage's not good, or church, you know, just preaching too long, or whatever it is, sometimes it's a challenge. This happened a few years ago, but I was reminded a pastor called me and, and you know, we help with some overseas, some pastors, just a, a, not a real big group, but Colorado and different ones. And, and so uh, he called me and man, he was just, just so discouraged. He was going through some things, some, some dealing with some people and some things were, were said about him that weren't true and were unfair. And, you know, and, and you want to defend yourself. You want to stand up and say, well, that's not right and whatever. But it was so, uh, it was hard when you're going through something like that to count it all joy and to rejoice and to be thankful come on pastors are people too you know 
We all face things. Psalm 107, verses 1 and 2 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Boy, that is enough right there to be thankful. I've been redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Thank God, in other words, Satan's hand has no power, no right, no authority in my life any longer because God has redeemed me by the precious blood of the Lamb. You know, and when your boss is being mean, it's hard to remember that sometimes. Even when it's rough, we need to stop and remember how good God is and give thanks. If we desire to be a blessing and a greater blessing, I'm just it's a key. It's really a key to be thankful. Thankfulness changes our world say well I've I've chosen to be thankful the last three days and not much has changed listen thankfulness will change your world it will change your life it will change your relationships it will change the people in your life to some degree it will impact them it will bring people to you and into your life that are happy and joyful and thankful and Come on. Because you attract what you are. It changes us. It opens up blessings. And just a quick review. We said giving thanks to God acknowledges the presence and the reality of God. We don't thank in a, a fake nobody there. We thank the true living God. You don't see Him with your eyes, but He is more real than anything you do see with your eyes. Giving thanks to God acknowledges that everything we have is by His mercy and by His grace and by His love for you. Salvation, it's, it's a free gift. And giving thanks to God acknowledges something received from God. When someone gives you something, what did your mama tell you to do over and over and over until you finally learned? You say, thank you. As a little kid, you still see that. You say, you know, they're standing there and say, what do you say? And they go, come on, what do you say? Come on, what do you say? Thank you. I think that's how God is with us sometimes. It's like, I'm waiting to hear the magic word. (laughs) 2 Timothy 3 and verse 12, Paul told Timothy this. He said, you should also know this, Timothy. And I think he would tell us this same thing. Pastor Dan, everybody, you should know this, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. Well, let's all just jump up and run around the room. That's just so... We can see that we are living in interesting times, aren't we? I don't know if the things going on in Israel right now are the end. I don't think they are. But it's, you know, the beginning of the end for sure. For people will love only themselves and their money. People will love only taking selfies when they're on vacation and making everybody else know I'm always on vacation. And listen, that's okay, but you know, uh, I'm a professional influencer and I get free stuff because I take selfies of, are you kidding me? Wow, interesting times. People will love themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, 
disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. I think we can see uh, all of these things. I won't get into it. But we can see all of these things are pretty common and pretty accepted today. The world as a whole is unthankful. The world as a whole is unthankful. And if we don't watch it, it creeps into our lives. It creeps into the church. Y'all are the church. You understand that? Because you're around unthankful people all the time. If you don't watch it, that attitude will get off on you. And that unthankful attitude stinks in the nostrils of God. You and I are to stand out. We're to be different. If you be happy and you're thankful, you know, uh, people look at you like sometimes they may look at you sideways because they wonder what's going on. But you stand out. Faith rejoices. Have you got this? I, I wonder how many times over the years I've quoted this. I got it from Keith Moore. Thanks, Keith. I give you the credit. Holy Spirit, I know you gave it to him. or I don't know where he got it, but somewhere. Faith rejoices, gives thanks, and is glad. Doubt despairs, complains, and is sad. And I've, that's hit me so many times. It's like, all right, you know, you're not in faith, and I'm too in faith. No, you're not. Ingratitude demonstrates spiritual immaturity. Some people may think they're spiritual giants, but if they're unthankful, they're not. The unthankful are looking at and thinking about the wrong thing. And we've talked about it. You know, uh, we don't have to do things. We get to do things. Praise the Lord. Now, remember, we're still reviewing. Y'all all right? The thankful don't complain. Did you have a real temptation to just complain every day this week? Man, oh, man. The thankful don't compare the people that are further ahead. Now, we follow after and we go, you know, thank God. You know, Paul was ahead of Timothy. There's people ahead of us. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. And Ty brought that out last week. We do follow after and we go, you know, if God will do it for them, God will do it for me. But we don't look at them enviously. We don't look at them and say, well, you know, and they're, it's unfair, whatever, right? The thankful don't forget. Don't forget all that God's done for us. Don't forget the people that God's put in your life even. The unthankful miss out on so much in life. We can have God's blessing and beauty all around us and not really realize it. That's one thing about every time I watch these Operation Christmas videos. These little kids don't have very much. But God's done something in their life. I read a story a few years ago about a, a group that took a short-term mission trip to Haiti. And, you know, we've been to Guatemala, and we've helped over there, and the orphanage over there, and, and the Bible school, and, and so many. I mean, we are so blessed compared. But this team, they were shocked at, at the poverty there and just how bad it was. And, and people didn't have hardly anything. And if someone had a suitcase that they could put their stuff in, you know, just to kind of protect it and take it with them, they were considered blessed. But a, an evangelist there, you know, they, they'd work all day for just food for the day. An evangelist there, uh, he told them this. He said, there are people in this world who say we're poor people, but no one is poor who has Jesus. 
And the people noticed, and it was life-changing to the team that went to Haiti. They said they noticed that the people, even though they didn't have much, they were cheerful and they were smiling. And they had practically nothing. Thanksgiving. Pastor Harry, you know, we've helped build some homes there in Guatemala, and, and we should get a team together and go down and, and just build one ourselves, physically do that, because it'd be life-changing. But it's basically, uh, you know, they build a slab. It would be about the size of a one-car garage, maybe a little bit bigger. Cement slab. And there's, there's two rooms, and now they've upgraded a little. There's a little porch, and they get them like a little wood-burning stove, and there's, you know, some twin beds, and they give them everything they need. And those people, we would consider that more like growing up in the country, forgive me, but it's more like a chicken house chicken coop but those people they cry and they give their hearts to Jesus and they're so grateful they're not living in cardboard boxes anymore and it's a tin roof have you ever been in a shop or somewhere when when there's a big rain you know and there's a rainy season in Guatemala man six months out of the year it just rains like crazy and I think about how noisy that would be in that tin but they're in where they're dry and they're safe, and it's theirs. How blessed. Thanksgiving in the Hebrew, the word often, it means to extend your hand or to kneel. It denotes humility, being thankful. In the Greek, it's to express gratitude, graciousness, and to acknowledge something or someone. So we can say a great characteristic of true humility is thanksgiving. We humble ourselves. We realize everything we have is from God. A thankful heart will humble self even in worship and say, I may not feel like it, but I'm going to worship God. I'm going to honor Him. I'm thankful. Psalms 100, let's look at that. Psalms 100, beginning in verse 1, says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him, and bless His name. For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures to all generations. I love that, don't you? We could spend a few weeks just breaking this down. We're not going to. We're going to read it and go on. But thankfulness must be expressed even to God. It says, enter His courts with what? Thanksgiving. You come in with thanksgiving and praise and honor. Be thankful to the Lord. Be thankful to the Lord and bless His name. So, I think you're like me. Sometimes I hear what's coming out of my mouth and I go, wait a minute. That's not what should be coming out of my mouth. I'm not talking about bad. I'm just talking about, you know, maybe it's a, a complaining or an unthankfulness or just kind of an attitude. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving again next week. Being thankful. But don't wait until sometime in the future to tell the people in your life that you're thankful for them. Don't wait. Come on, don't wait. Yeah. Truly thankful people 
will show their appreciation. It's so easy in my life and probably yours to slip into that attitude of unthankfulness because it's all around. We have to guard against it. We have to say, no, you know what? Everybody at work's complaining. I'm going to be the one. I'm not going to complain. And don't be prideful about it. Just go, I'm not, that's not how I roll. Everybody's complaining about whatever, you know. Just be careful. Where we allow our mind to go, our our life will follow. And if we're unthankful, what what are we giving out? What are we saying? You know, the happiest people are those giving of their life. I I have some points here again. Once again, this is not a pointless sermon. (laughs) Number one, the thankful people unthankful excuse me the unthankful do not appreciate what they have now i think in in our circles you know we some people they just believe whatever they have in life well that's just god's will and what be what will be will be you know if it never was whatever case hurrah hurrah and, and you know god wants me to be poor and god wants me to drive a junker and god wants me to live whatever and so to those people they they really don't have an expectancy they might have a little bit of hope, but they don't really have an expectancy for more, for better. It's just their lot in life. But people like us that, that we've learning and we're learning more and more, I admit, I'm, there's so much more I want to learn and need to learn. But I know that God is a more God. I know that He's a big God. And I know there's nothing too difficult for Him. And so when you begin to think that way and believe that way, well, then you think, okay, well, God, He wants me to have more, and He wants me to be more of a blessing, and He wants me to have more so I can give more. He wants me to be where I can be that blessing to other people. Have you ever looked at people and say, God, bless me so I can bless them? They need help. They don't know how to believe. They're baby Christians, or maybe they're not even a Christian yet. They need someone to come into their life and help them. And God, use me to do that. Help me to, to grow where I can. That's the heart of God. But it's easy, if you don't watch it, to not appreciate, to be unthankful for what we do have. Well, and then we talk about this a little bit with comparing, you know, there's always going to be someone with a bigger house, a faster car. There's always going to be someone who has more than you do. And that's okay. Right? We're not called to just see, you know, like the bumper sticker, you know, uh, he who dies with the most toys wins. No, that's not true. Now, I like toys, and God's not against you having some toys. That's fine. But what do you do with them? You know, if you've got some good toys, you need to get your, in Australia, they'd say mates. Get your mates together, and you need to enjoy those toys. And, you know, glorify the Lord with those toys. You know what I mean? Appreciate even the small things. It's easy to complain about my car when I get in and the check engine light is on. And I look down at how many miles it has and I go, "Mm, never driven a car with this many miles. But then I'm thankful when it starts. Come on. And, And... 
I drive by the bus stop and I see somebody and I go, you know, thank God I'm not having to ride the bus to church today. If you rode the bus to church today, God bless you. We've had people that do that. They ride the bus and they do three transfers to get here. That's a hunger for God. The unthankful, we don't always appreciate the things that we have. I remember uh, in, in <clears throat> to, it was Pastor Hagen. This was several years ago. And, you know, uh, um, Pastor Hagen has meant a lot uh, to us over the years, and, and they're doing a great work there with the Bible school and everything. And, and uh, that I just felt like we happened to be down there, and there was a, a meeting going on, and I felt like I needed to, you know, and we've supported and given money over the years and all those things, but I wanted to give Pastor Hagen something personally and just tell him, just, you know, not take a long time, but just say, Pastor Hagen, I appreciate you, and we love you. Thank you for your faithfulness. And, and, you know, he it was his birthday like the year before, whatever, you know, and we'd given some money and they bought him a new car and whatever. And so what I gave him wasn't that much. It was $500. It was a lot to me, really not that much to him. But I'll never forget what a big deal he made over that. And I didn't take 30 seconds to do it. I just said, Pastor Hagen, I just wanted, Cindy and I want to give you this, and we just want you to know how much you mean to us, and we love you. And this is just a small thing. God bless you. It, it, he made such a big deal over really not that big a deal. He was thankful. And, and their budget, you know, they, they have to believe for millions of dollars every year for the, the Bible school to train the people going out all over and all that. I mean, it takes millions of dollars. You know, they, tuition, thank God, they don't charge very much for tuition because I probably wouldn't have been able to go. They believe for extra so people can come, you know, and so the, the tuition doesn't even cover half of what it costs to train the students. Not very many schools will do that. But what a big deal it was. Have you ever given something? I, I, you give something, maybe you sacrifice and you give something. Maybe it's something you really would like. You know, have you noticed that? Sometimes we do give gifts that we would like. We teased Josiah when he was little, you know, from, for Christmas, you know, I'd get the, the movie that he wanted to watch, the DVD. Right, you know, I get the Legos that he wanted. I'm like, that's a pretty good gift. Yeah, maybe we can do it together. Yeah, great, sure. Something you sacrifice for, and then they act like oh, it's beneath them. Have you ever done that? You, you know, you've you've done something, and then they're like, oh, well, I really wanted a different color. Well, I'll give it back. That's what I take it. You know, I mean, I didn't. I, I believe God for the money to give you that. And you're like, mm -hmm. that's never happened to any of you, has it? Be careful that we don't act that way. And I look back sometimes and, and I haven't always been as gracious and thankful as I should have been. God forgive me. The unthankful don't appreciate what you do have. And if you're not thankful for what you do have, do you think God really is excited about blessing you with better?
Let me just give you a little tip. Whatever car you're driving right now, once in a while, wash it. <laughs> Throw away those McDonald's wrappers off the floor. Come on, get a vacuum. Go spend, it's probably a dollar now to go over here and vacuum it. But if you don't have the dollar, I'll give you a dollar, four quarters, and you go vacuum that thing out. And you be thankful that you have a car. Well, as soon as I get that new car, I'm going to be, no, you won't. I, I remember Josiah many years ago, he had a friend and his dad uh, did eye surgery. And so, I mean, he had piles of money. And this, this kid, like he got a new car every year. Kid, you know, he was in his 20s. But he had a brand new Mustang when the Mustangs had first come out. And, and it had, you know, Josiah wrote in it, it had... 12 or 15,000 miles, and, and somehow they got talking about maintenance and taking care of it. And the kid, no, I never change the oil. I never do anything. I just put gas in it, and if it blows up, I'll just get a new one. That's unthankful attitude. You know, a couple years before that, Josiah was driving to Bible school. He drove a car from Broomfield to Longmont every day. He drove a car that was given to him by Uncle Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. He was, drove that car, and that car had no reverse in it. And he drove it for over a year with no reverse. The, trans, the transmission, even back then, 20 years ago, the transmission was $3,500. as a French transmission. And one day it got tired. My dad sold it for $100 junk. But it got him to Bible school and got him, and by then he was where he could buy a new car. But he was thankful for a car with no reverse. And that's a challenge. I had one for a while when we first started the church. Uh, I had one for a while that reverse went out. And, and it's a challenge. You know, we drove it for a few weeks that way before I could afford the $350 for a rebuilt transmission. Be thankful. Say, I'll be thankful. Appreciate even the small things. The small things. The small things. Harry Ironside said, We would worry less if we praise more. Thanksgiving is the enemy of discontent and dissatisfaction. The unthankful don't appreciate what we do have. I choose to be thankful, and so do you, right? Just two more points. The unthankful, if you don't watch it, you see them, they pout and they have self-pity. You know what? Powders die alone. No one likes to be around a powder. You constantly have to jack them up and you constantly, you know, they're just like, "Mm, I'll just give them the silent treatment. Mm -mm." Well, you know, your mate may be glad you're giving them the silent treatment. (laughs) Self-pity. What about me? I deserve more. I want more. I'm not happy with what you're giving me. You know, that is, there's one word for that, and here it is, and I know you'll be excited about it. That's manipulation. Trying to get their way trying to get you to feel bad enough, trying to get you, whatever, to where you give in to their selfishness. 
Now, you and I aren't going to be powders. No powders. Say, I, I won't pout. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes in, in just like a kid, <clears throat> you tell them don't do that or whatever, and they pout. <laughs> no, you've never seen a kid like that? No, I have <laughs> you seen an adult like that? Ooh. Manipulation, trying to get attention. It's, it's really just trying to get their way. And, and this type of person, you know, they'll drop hints. And how, you know, they should be treated and how everyone else is treated better or whatever. How they're being mistreated, how they're not appreciated. Really, that's just our immaturity showing is what that is. Helen Keller said, self-pity is our worst enemy. And if we yield to it, we can never do anything wise in the world. We said it last week. I'm just going to quote it again. Brother Hagin said, anytime you're feeling sorry for yourself, know that the devil is working. Man, I wish he'd never said that. Because I believe it lines up with the Word. If it didn't line up with the Word, I could just throw it away. Carl Sandburg said this, There's an eagle in me that wants to soar, and there's also a hippopotamus in me that wants to wallow in the mud. And I went, Yep, that's right. <laughs> Self-pity. Self-pity. Powders end up alone. Millicent Fenwick said, Never feel self-pity. The most destructive emotion there is. How awful to be caught up in the terrible squirrel cage of self. Watch it. We don't pout. We don't have self-pity. The blood of Jesus. God loves me. God's going to take care of me. God's for us. If God's before us, who can be against us? All right? All right. The third thing. Let's finish up here in a couple of minutes. The unthankful are sometimes and often, we'll say it this way, sarcastic. Sarcastic. Now, you know, and they make fun of faith. Now, I, you know, I, I get it. You know, you're sarcastic with your friends. You're joking or whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about it's like, you know, someone gives you something. You go, oh, thanks a lot. Or, wow, yeah, great. <laughs> Come on. Oh, socks. Oh, oh, you're one of those. Oh, I have identified you. You're one of those who believe God's good and, you know, he's, he's a magic guy in the sky. You know, you're one of those. Do you really think you're going to get that prayer answered? I mean, who do you think you are? Do you really think God's going to do that for you? Do you really think God's going to do that in your church? I mean, have you heard you preach? <laughs> and I try not to, but yeah, sometimes I have. <laughs> Sarcastic. And they make fun of faith. And that is unbelief. You remember the children of Israel? They spent how many years in the wilderness? They spent 40 years in the wilderness. And they complained about the way God was taking care of them. And they complained about the hamburgers God flew in, bread and flesh, right? And they complained about that. And he said, it's going to come out of your complaining noses. 
What does that mean? In other words, it goes down, but it comes back up. Complaining and, and that unbelief to God, that's a big deal. Why? They were unthankful for what they did have. Because they knew, well, you know, there's a promised land, but I'm not in it. And so it's easy to be unthankful that even though God was sustaining them and God was trying to get them into what he had for them, they weren't very happy about it. And if we don't watch it, preachers included, we can say, well, I know God has, I know God wants this and I know God, but, but I'm here and I'm just not very happy about it. <laughs> Seems like maybe I've said that before. Stop it. All right, I will. And a thankful attitude is a great choice that we make. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Hebrews 13, 15 says, Let us occasionally, Sunday morning, say, Oh, oh, thanks, Lord. Once a week's enough. I mean, I told you once, like the guy that, you know, the marriage counselor, I've told that joke before. The, the husband and wife came to the pastor and, you know, we're not getting along. And, and the pastor said, well, what's going on? And she said, he doesn't love me. And he, the, guy looked, the pastor looked at the guy and said, is that true? And the lady said, you know, she said, well, he never tells me. And he said, is that true? He said, told her once, if I change my mind, I'll let her know. Yep. Y'all don't even laugh at that one anymore, do you? <laughs> How many times have I told that? You know, it, it, if we had a dollar for every time I told that, we'd just finance a mission somewhere, wouldn't we? <laughs> and I think that's sometimes how we are with God. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I almost forgot. Oh, thanks, Lord. Oh, oh, I almost... Oh, thank you, Lord, for this food. Oh, thank you, Lord, that I have money to put gas in that car and I can get the church thank you Lord that I got four tires that aren't bald thank you Lord let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name if we're not giving thanks we're not doing the will of God do you notice what causes the most trouble in your life and in my life is right under our nose. It's our tongue. It's our, it's our mouth. Our mouth, James talked about, you know, our mouth is so important. What we say. A great habit. Listen to me now. A great habit. You say, well, that's just a habit. Well, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. And just, I, I try. I don't always do real good at this, but I try to just throughout the day. Well, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for loving me. Well, thank you, Lord, for the blood. Well, thank you for my, my beautiful wife. Thank you for my children, my grandchildren. Thank you that we have a place to gather and we can have pie. It's a, a good habit to get into. You know, there are bad habits, but this is a good habit. And it's a good habit to tell people, thank you. I'm thankful for you. That's a good habit too, isn't it? Yeah. To say, thank you. It, it's amazing to me uh, how many people don't say thank you today. 
I'm just talking about in the store, or wherever you know you move, or you open a door or something, and, and people just go like, hey, I'm not trying to get anything out of you. I'm just trying to be like my mama taught me. I'm trying to be polite here. We need to say thank you. It's a great habit. And it's a great habit to say thank you, Lord. Say that with me. Thank you, Lord. Again, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, you may not have the most amazing house, but you have a house. And I'm not saying we don't believe for more to be, you know, but don't be consumed with that. Be thankful for where we are at. Be thankful for, you know, whatever it is you have to eat. I think it looks like all of us have had something to eat in the last few days. And if you haven't, well, you came on a good day. Don't we have a lot to be thankful for? Hallelujah. Iris, not to tell off on Iris, but uh, the other day, I think she'd just gotten like a little doll or something, you know, the day before or whatever. And I heard Sarah tell her that, you know, she's kind of like, she wanted to do something. And parents, you have to tell your kids no. Right? That's just part of the training process. And, and you know, Sarah would told Iris no, and Iris is kind of like, you know, she's walking kind of slow into the house, like. And Sarah said, you know, you've got a lot to be thankful for. Come on now, change your attitude. And I think that's what God wants to say to us sometimes. We're kind of walking slow into church, or we're kind of walking slow into work, and it's like, I'm really not that excited about having work today. I think sometimes God wants to say, you know, you've got a lot to be thankful for. You need to change your attitude. So guess what? God sent me here today to tell you, you've got a lot to be thankful for. You need to change your attitude. Now, it took a while to get there, you know, about 45 minutes. But that's what I realize in my life, too. Because little things, little things, you got to watch out. Little things will come in. And it'll try to steal that joy and try to steal that unthankful that thankfulness to where you become just a little unthankful. Hallelujah. Say, I'm thankful. Amen. It's a choice and we choose. Father God, thank you. We love you today. Oh, Lord God, we're so thankful. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the blood that made us children of God, made us worthy to receive, made us worthy to call you Abba Father. You're my Father God. You're not just God anymore. You're Father God. Thank you that I'm in the family of God, that I have brothers and sisters here and all over the world and in heaven. Thank God that I'm part of something amazing, the family of God, the church of God. Thank you for the greater one the spirit of god born of the spirit that you allow us to be made new creations a new person and even to be filled with your spirit the greater one living within us leading and guiding that friend that's closer than a brother thank you father oh we have so much to be thankful for lord forgive me for my complaining forgive me for my unbelief I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Thank you, Lord God. You made it so easy to be your child. 
And I'm going to pray a prayer right now. And I want you, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you're here today, you're watching online, you're listening to the podcast, right now, stop and make Jesus the Lord of your life. He loves you with an incredible love. He made it real simple. He said, if you believe in your heart and you dare to say, you dare to proclaim. It's not just a one-time deal. We proclaim it every day. Jesus is Lord. He's my Savior. My life is not my own. I've been bought with the blood of Jesus. We live our life for Jesus. We give our life because that's where the peace is, the joy, the satisfaction, the fulfillment. Everything you've been looking for is found in the person of Jesus Christ and His sacrifice for you and for me. People spend a lifetime trying everything. Maybe this will make me happy. Maybe this will be fulfilling. Maybe this will give me joy. And things are fun. But there's only one person that can fill that longing within you, and that's Jesus. So pray this with me. Something like, you don't have to pray these exact words, but somehow call out to God in the name of Jesus and say it out loud and mean it from your heart. The Bible says you'll be saved. So pray something like this. God in heaven, I come in Jesus' name, and I believe with all my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, that Jesus is alive, and He is Lord. Lord Jesus. Say it again. Call Him your Lord. Say, Lord Jesus. Fill me with Your Holy Spirit. Come into my life and be my Lord. I will serve You every day of my life. Fill me every day with Your Spirit with your love, with your goodness. Lead me in your plan. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. It's really just that simple. Now, it's important, the Bible says, that you tell someone, take a stand. You know, it, it's easy to, to kind of, you know, I, I prayed it and, and I want to make heaven, but I don't really want anybody to know or whatever. No, it's important that you take a stand. I'm thankful Jesus took a stand. He died alone, the Bible says, on the cross. Your life cost Jesus everything. And it's a small thing for me to say, yeah, I'm going to take a stand for Jesus. I'm going to serve Jesus. You know, I'm, I'm going to get with those people that, you know, some of them are a little different, but they seem to love Jesus. And I want what they have. 